right around the time that I go to smoke free weekend this April 16th to the 20th and I was like this is lit so you guys may have heard of self it used to be called self lender but now they just call themselves self and for a monthly fee it starts out around 25 bucks a month you can choose a preset amount that you would like to save and you can choose how long it takes for you to pay this amount off and the whole time you are paying into it it's also building your credit when i tell you guys i've been getting these alerts like oh you have a change to your credit oh you have a change to your credit and it's not anything bad it's like my credit score is really going up and then on top of that i'm about to have some money to throw in the casino listen I need for you guys to go ahead and check self out. The link is in the show notes. And if you have any questions, just hit me up. All right, then. Peace. All right. It's your girl, Autumn. And I would like to welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. I I keep getting guests after guests, y'all. So that means I don't have to be recording by myself all the time and Y'all don't have to hear me like rumbling, just going on and on and on, talking about nothing. <laughs> so I have um, a guest back who was on in season one, Sidelic Sunflower. What's up, girl? Hey, what's up? How have you been? How has your year started off? Ooh, um, <laughs> Ooh. No, it's been it's been um, intense. But uh, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of growth wrapping up. And I see coming that. Full circle. I, I did. I remember seeing uh, you, you, I don't can't remember if it was a tweet or if it was on Instagram and you were like, you were taking a break. So I kind of mm-hmm. figured like you were taking a break from social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured just. And that was a much needed break. But um, the crazy thing is though. The hiatus from social media actually made me appreciate social media in a different way. It does every time. Yeah, yeah. It does every time. I I go through the same things. It's like, it's one of those things that you think that you can't get away from in the first place because no matter what, like, events, like, you can't even necessarily Google an event without it taking you to a Facebook page or you can't even go to a restaurant, go grab coffee without seeing the logo somewhere advertised. Yep, yep. And it makes you want to uh, pick your phone up and just yep. get the scrolling. Exactly. <laughs> and what I was saying, like, right before we started recording, um, I took a very short, I mean, it, I, I can, I'll take social media breaks, but since I've been podcasting, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to do. So, like, tonight I have to get on and schedule these schedule all of my socials for Mm. my next episode that's coming out and so there's tools that you can use I just don't feel like paying for them you know what I'm saying like where where I I don't have to log in like I don't have to physically log into Twitter or anything I can do it straight through this Mm -hmm. particular suite or whatever um but I was looking (laughs) looking for some again today because I'm like I think I've been off of social well I think I was on Instagram but when I say social media for me I'm mainly talking about Twitter because that's really all I use but um I was like let me um 
try to find another program. Maybe I can get another free trial or something so that I can. <laughs> but Ooh, it looks I like need I'm going to do that. Girl, you I better get your any free trials. Girl, you better get your emails together, <laughs> your four five ghost emails, and get the you, you girl. They be like ten days, fifteen days, seven days, thirty days. Okay, the one I got um ended up getting it for like a hundred days. So yeah, like dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to do that. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah. So I saw that you had took a break, and I was like, okay, she probably, you know, I mean, we all gotta go through some I guess yeah I um I just took a break because I realized that I used to read so much in high Mm. school and I graduated in 2010 so Mm. that was like right before like social media became like a thing Mm -hmm. um and I used to read so much and I was like dang where did I where did I have all this time to read all those books and I realized now if I'm just sitting down I'm on social media yeah so it's like a shortcut to reading, mm-hmm. like social media is. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I get it. Uh, actually, one of my other good friends too. She she actually reads a whole lot, but lately she had been realizing that she hadn't been reading, mm-hmm. and it's because she can't put her phone down. Yeah, and even with I've been off <laughs> of Twitter for look like like twenty four hours now. I done picked up my phone like. I don't know how many times because it's just such a habit. It's a habit, yeah. And I use TweetDeck on my computer. So when I have my computer up, I automatically go straight to TweetDeck. And it's just like, okay, I can't do that. It's crazy. I I was just burnt out. I guess just over these last couple of weeks, it's just been crazy on social. So, So, but yeah. um, So anything else though? Like did you, when you um, said that you were going to, take a break from social media mm-hmm. did you take a break from anything else was it or was it just a social media thing um well it was social media that was the main thing um it was taking out social media replacing it with reading number one and then also replacing it with um some form of um a spiritual act okay so um building a stronger spiritual foundation so whether that be in prayer in an offering in a different ritual that i may do whatever it was Mm -hmm. so it was just like taking away the social media and replacing it with something that (laughs) that time should be for yeah, see, so just drop the gym. I hope y'all paying attention. Yeah, especially <laughs> in the morning time. Cause yeah. getting straight, I still I cut that out completely. Waking up and getting right onto my phone, mm-hmm. I try to go at least like ten minutes, at the least ten minutes before I get on my phone. Yeah, I for a long time, and I don't do this now. And I, I guess now that I'm talking about it, I probably will start back. I would, you know, you go and you plug your phone in at night and it's right by your bed. Mm-hmm. I started putting mine in the bath, you know, plugging it up in the oh, bathroom. I don't know if I could do that walk. Oh, but that's the that's the whole point. It's like you don't what are you doing? You're supposed to be sleeping and then you get up in the morning and, you know, you if that's the very first thing you grab and in the morning, it's just like you're you're all your time is gone for you. Yeah. It's literally like once you once that screen pops on, your me time is over. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. so that's what I used to do. I can I would put it up um especially when I would go through half times of insomnia mm-hmm. because of course if I can't sleep, I'm going to get them right on my phone and that's not going to help. Yeah. So I would literally just put it in there and just crack. I know it's great. I know you like, "Man, you did that?" Well, <laughs> see, my thing is I hit snooze like three times in the morning. Oh, oh I set, your alarm. I yeah, set extra yeah. early alarms mm-hmm. on purpose. I do too. And so that's why I wouldn't want to have to get, go back and forth. Yeah, I do too. But that means you got to get up. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the, that's the problem, right? You mm-hmm. don't want to get up out the bed, but once you get up out the bed, you're yeah. in most cases, you're cool. So that's crazy. Girl, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, but that's, that is another way. Cause I'm not a morning person. So, it's so hard for me to get up in the morning, but every few months I go through this stage like, all right, I'm going to get up at, you know, an hour or two hours before I'm supposed to get up just so that I can have, like I said, some me time and all this and the other. And girl, it'd be a struggle. <laughs> 
See, I hitting that snooze every single time. I didn't used to be a morning person, but now I am one. So even if I have nothing to do, I'm probably probably gonna be up or at least like, ooh, I need to get up around seven forty next. Oh, girl, it's because the morning time is so peaceful. It is, and it's so um. That's the time when I feel like I'm the most creative mm. and when I'm the most connected to like just everything around me. So. And see, I'm different. And I'm glad that you say that. Nighttime like, too. It's like that for me too. But I, I've started to enjoy the morning. I like, I can't seem to be my best creative self until like after 9 p.m. Literally. It's like everything else has to happen first. So I don't know if it's just me thinking, just thinking through all of the things that I have to do. So if I have like a busy work day or if I have a doctor's appointment or if I'm going to the gym that day, like it's like I have to think about all that stuff and I have to get through it. And then I have to sit and I work from home. So like I literally go from the office chair to the couch (laughs) and then it's like I have to still have to sit there and just let everything just kind of flow out of me and by that time I damn hit the weed probably I'm just (laughs) you know what I'm saying so now I'm really just here and then it's 10 o'clock and it's just like oh I probably should be doing this xyz for you know Mm -hmm. my podcast or the blog or whatever so it's like and then then I'm up. Yeah. So I did. I don't sleep that much. It's just, oh, my God, what's going on with See, me? that's how I was in school. In school, I, I did was, not start on homework till like, 10 p.m. And then I'd be done with it maybe around 2 or 1. And I just, I liked it like that. Me that's too. I operated. But now that I think about it, that, me too. It was just, and I, but I procrastinated. I did everything at the last minute. So <laughs> if it was, if it was due at 1159. I was turning it in right. around 1150, 1155. Facts every single time. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I, it's still, even looking back then, it was the same exact thing. It was like, I have all this stuff I need to do during the day. Even though, it, even if your whole day not filled, it's, it still feels like I need to be doing day. something. Mm-hmm. and But it's not doing, like, the creative things or the extra things, I yeah. guess you could say. But when I do get up early in the morning, I do enjoy it. And I usually, so I'll probably start, like, around springtime when mm, I can, like, kind of go in the time. back. Yeah, like, I like to open up the door and, you know, get that fresh spring air yeah. or go sit out in the back and drink coffee and stuff like that. So I'll probably start it back up around then. But I be dealing with the winter blues. <laughs> I do. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's been my new year. Like, it's just, like, the winter blues. Like, I've had to kick myself in the butt mm-hmm. to get back on, you know, some sort of like healthy routine I guess yeah. you could say so I get it though girl yeah it's just the season yep and I go through it every winter mm-hmm. it's every like winter. hibernation it's just like that's just how it is yeah I feel like. but do you think everybody goes through that? that like and when I say the winter blues I mean like I literally feel like it's just like you're just kind of down. And I don't know if it's because I'm cold. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's yeah, so I think it's hard. To, everything. And, you know, there's not no sun. Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it. I think it's some of everything because that's just usually, you know, like the seasons represent certain things. Like, so, of course, the springtime is going to be it's usually when people are like really starting to like emerge out of the winter mm-hmm. and they starting to you know feel a little bit spicy mm-hmm. and all of this and that Renewed. Mm-hmm. but in the winter usually it's like you're not getting as much sunlight mm-hmm. um it's colder so you really don't want to be as social right you your body starts to crave like the comfort foods and all that mm-hmm. so it's really like more of a i call it hibernation type of yeah i wonder if there's people like if there's anybody that's listening to this that does not get the winter blues like let me I, know please and you have to live in a place where you actually get a little bit of winter because if you living in la right now it's like but is it like always sunny there though like they don't go through like well but i don't think they have like a cold like i think they might have rainy days yeah I don't think. maybe yeah forget them <laughs> <laughs> i'm hating <laughs> right oh i would love that i've never been to la by the way i i keep 
Girl, no. Ain't Listen, no smoker. Let, what? Why, look, while you while your mouth just hit the floor, I've never even been to Vegas. Now I've never been to Vegas either. But okay, I'm going to Vegas in April. But most people that you know partake in the 420 activities this, have been to LA, and I have not. And Damn. I, it's like one of my things. It's like I'm gonna go to Colorado. I'm gonna go to Denver. I haven't been there, and I want to go to somewhere in California. And there's actually a girl um, out there with a podcast, Mary Jane. I'm going to mess her name up. I'm going to have to tag her in the show notes. But um, I think she's in Sacramento mm. or something like that. Okay. So I was saying, I'm a, I don't know. Can I come get on the podcast? Like, do I got to <laughs> look? Can I get on that 34 hour flight just to come <laughs> and record for an hour? <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So I want to go to. Um, so I don't I don't know. Like if it's like always sunny, it's well. I have a um, one of my lawn sisters. She lives there. Mm-hmm. She does hair, and uh, I mean, when we went to New York <laughs> on a trip last year, she had to buy a coat because yeah. she didn't need one for right. anything else. Dang. Right, <laughs> that's must <nice>. be nice. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> So, anyways, all right. So, what we gonna do? Um, we gonna get into the shut the fuck up award. That's like the funniest clip <laughs> ever. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I crack up. So, anyways, do you have just oh, so that people know if this is your first time listening, the shut the fuck up award is basically. Anybody, any one person, any two people, any group of people, any affiliations, um, a cat, a dog. Well, no, you can't tell a cat or a dog because I like animals. Um, Anything that's just really gotten under your skin, you want to tell them to shut the fuck up. So I always let the guests go first. Okay. um, So my shut the fuck up goes to Gail King because I feel like what she did with the interview with um, Lisa Leslie, it just, who oh, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, to be honest. And her and Oprah have just been really, 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 mm-hmm. really gunning for um, certain people that look like them. Yeah. And um, the shit with Kobe that uh, Gail just pulled, it was just disrespectful. Okay, tell me what she did because I, like I said, I had got off of social media. I saw people talking about it and I never like looked it up to see what she did. Okay, so from what I saw, which I watched clips of the interview that went on between her and Lisa Leslie, mm-hmm. um, she was bringing up the... I don't know if she called it sexual assault or rape or whatever. She, that, the yeah, sexual misconduct. Yeah. yeah, that stuff from, what was that, 2003, 2004. And um, Lisa was basically saying Kobe wasn't that type of guy. Like, I have other friends in the NBA who are da-da-da-da-da, giving an example. And Gail just kept pressing and kept pressing and kept pressing about it. And she was talking about how, well, aren't they saying that his legacy is going to be tarnished because of that? And to be honest, like, she's the first person I've heard say that, that up <laughs> since he passed away. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it was hella disrespectful, I feel like, because it's way too soon. Right. And, like, one thing that Lisa, and she was badgering Lisa Leslie, so it was so, terrible. But was the interview specifically, because I'm. I don't know if. The, was it, like, about, the whole interview was supposed to be about Kobe, or was it. See, now that. I'm not sure. Okay, I okay. don't have the whole context, the whole context of it. I just have the clips that I saw. So, okay. And um, I think it was just the way that she was going about it. And um, the fact that uh, he just passed right. and it was in a tragic way. And um, one thing that Lisa Leslie at said was, you know, He's been a he was alive for all this time. You all could have been asking him this stuff. Facts because of the, for real, if you want to be real about it, I forgot that he even had them. That's what I'm allegations. saying. Me too. I completely forgot. Yeah, and that's what I was like. I was like, he just passed. They literally had all this time to ask, but like, yeah. So that's why I say she need to shut the fuck up because they she seemed they're they're starting to seem desperate at this point Mm -hmm. desperate for the next hot thing Mm -hmm. or blowing up the next 
person. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. No, no sense at all. Yeah. And then I think because what what did Oprah do? What did she do? She did the, uh, she wasn't trying to, she was like supporting Harvey Weinstein or something, but. Her, both of them. They have so many Weinstein, pictures and all that stuff together. That's one of the main things that people are talking about. It's like you are um, in a sense trying to I guess expose with the most negative connotation that I can place yeah. on that word yeah. expose and throw out people who look like you yeah but you got Harvey Weinstein and it's like you all are still buddy buddy and all of that yeah I think because I I think what I read was Monique I think that was um Monique that was oh, talking about Oprah they don't get along yeah she dragged <laughs> Her, honey. I was like, whoo. I mean, that was a long paragraph. Yeah, they don't get along. <laughs> but um, it's funny because I, I never really keep up with it. But I have been seeing um, Oprah in, in the news, too. I mean, you know, in the social news or whatever. But that's crazy, Gail. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, So my shut the fuck up award. <sighs> it's real simple this time, y'all. Like... <laughs> My shut the fuck up award goes to people who just want to argue. Mm. And I'm not talking about like a lawyer. Like I'm not talking about people who have to argue. Their profession. Right. I'm talking about like people, say for instance, on Twitter who will jump into a conversation just for the sole reason that they want to argue. Just to be the devil's advocate. Like, <clears throat> I will never, ever understand this. And then you can you can go back and forth with them. And, you know, no matter who's right or who's wrong, you can be the one that's, like, really staying on track, like, you know, going back mm. to the exact thing that we were talking about. But this person will continue to go a whole you know they'll just throw other things in there just to keep the argument up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm such a jackass I'm like I'll say the same thing over and over and over like the exact I will like literally copy and paste and say the exact same thing like because you're missing the point right or you're not you're missing the point on purpose yeah because you want to argue it's like you like what I don't understand what brings somebody joy like what does arguing why does that make you happy it's just like people who go to work just to make other folks unhappy just combative for no reason that's what it is it's like combative misery and it's like when you don't feed into it there's some that'll just kind of you know go away mm -hmm. but others they're they not even going away they're gonna keep showing up wherever you are Whatever thread you're on, whatever room you're in, mm -hmm. they're going to keep showing up because they just want to argue with you. And me, personally, I am about facts. I'm a, I'm, I'm a facts person. And, yeah, I mean, you know, we all have opinions, and I feel the way I feel about certain things just like anybody else does. But it's like if we're putting facts out here, if this is a fact – like we kind of trace this back like you said the sky is purple and nobody believes that you said that but if we get on twitter and you, we see the tweet that you said that the sky is purple like that's the fact right that's the fact you said that mm -hmm. don't come with me to me talking about how you feel about something <laughs> because you want to argue you, you see what I'm saying? If you're if you're coming for a a conversation, and because I'm all about, I like thinking outside the box too. Like I have learned over the years to not take everything that people have taught me over the years and just accept that. Mm -hmm. Like I like to say, you know, kind of play devil's advocate in my head. Like, mm, yeah, if it sounds kind of, I don't know, that sounds kind of fishy now, and I'll go research it myself, but. I'm not going to just be out here just like just keep going on and on for no reason. Yeah. So that's my shut the fuck up award just goes to people who just know nothing better than to just argue. You just want to argue about anything. It's 
lot of people like that. Girl, I don't know if it's arguing season. I don't know what it is. It's just a lot. But anyway, that's that on that. So I, um, oh, you know what? Real quick, because um, I remember you saying on the last episode that you and I did together that you kind of, that I think maybe your degree was in political science mm-hmm. or you follow uh, politics. Yeah. So I do not, right? I try, I'm not even going to lie. Like I try to stay so far away from politics until it's like that time where I really have to pick somebody that I'm going to vote for. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know, I mean, you know, you hear, you see all of the obvious stuff that's going on, but it's just like, I kind of avoid it because it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. It's just stupid to me. But anyways. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I don't really. But anyways, I remember you saying that. So, there were, um, I, just just yesterday. What was that, yesterday or today? Uh, your boy Trump was acquitted for the impeachment, right? <laughs> I just want to know, is that a surprise to you? Um, cause why people act like they surprised and I, and again, like I usually, I, I typically keep, you know, I don't even talk about politics with anybody like my, my vote and my, you know, whoever it is I'm going to vote for or whoever I'm going to support. I, I typically, uh, keep that to myself, but in this instance, I'm just wondering why people are surprised. Well, because <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. I um I actually <clears throat> so even though I do have so I got two degrees in political science, and um I figured out that the reason why I didn't pursue pursue a career in it is because I was much more fascinated with the basic idea, um, and theory of politics mm-hmm. versus how it plays out in this world for because real, for real. all the textbook and all even the supposedly real world stuff that you learn about politics that shit don't really matter in the bigger scheme of shit right. because if it really did then um colonialism and all that shit wouldn't have ever happened in right. a sense or right. it wouldn't still be going on in the um world that we're supposed to be living in right now right so that's why uh, politics kind of became boring to me because mm-hmm. it was like it's the same shit. Now, stuff is starting to change in some very remarkable ways. Um, but as far as like like keeping up with <laughs> this administration, <laughs> it's for me, it's more um, love and hip hop, less I'm trying to tune into what's going on right. with the country because like it, it just seems like a weird political parody, like comedy show. It feels like the Truman show. Like it's, it really is like, <laughs> what the hell? Like the other week I was on the phone with my mom <laughs> And she doesn't have Twitter, but I logged on to she's she's she keeps up with politics. And um, I logged on to Trump's Twitter and I was just reading the tweets to her. And I was like, this is like some middle school, high school <laughs> right. shit. <laughs> right. This like this dude tweeting pictures of like him walking through fire. And all Girl, crazy shit. Like crazy. Dude is wild. It's just like like I. I feel, and I say it all the time, and I think I've recorded the episode that I recorded yesterday too. I was saying like I feel some days I feel like it's the Truman Show. I feel like we are in a bubble, and the whole world is watching, and just ha- and it's entertainment. It's yeah. just pure entertainment for, for the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is like we letting these niggas be the biggest. This shit fucking crazy. Like it's crazy to me. Like it, it's just. Number one, did I ever think that it would happen? Um, I I didn't. I wasn't completely foolish to the fact that you know it's a very realistic chance that he could win. Um, yeah. So whenever this before he got in and all of that, um, 
the whole campaigning time, I was actually in my grad school program. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of those things to where the professors and stuff would laugh and it would be like a laughing thing of like, he's not going to. Right. Nobody believed in it that he was going to get elected in the first place or that he was going to run really, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I was like, you know, honestly, when it come down to it, I really didn't care for Hillary either. So it was like, uh, either one of them, I don't know, you know, which way seems like it could go left or go bad with either one of them. Right. So the fact that all the stuff that's been happening might <laughs> in all the crime, all the just, I mean, they literally are like some, um, like on some like uh drug lord type criminal like type stuff like they literally i wonder how many crimes they've committed while they've been in there it's like you're watching tv yeah and it's like they i mean like i literally think that they was like we finna get in here and we finna run this bitch yeah like for real yeah it's crazy so the fact that he's been acquitted does it surprise me that um Somebody who gets a lot of support from racists, somebody who has refused to um, put his foot down on racism, um, somebody who has made fun of people with disorders, Mm -hmm. um, somebody who is completely insensitive to women, um, any groups of people who are minorities in any type of way. And he also um, grabbed her in the pussy. Let's right. not forget about Grabbing that. Grabbing him in the pussy. <laughs> right. Um, got the vocabulary of like a kindergartner. It's very, very good. This is right. very, very like right. I don't know. Somebody who tweets all day. Speaking of him tweeting, literally I was going through his tweets and I was thinking to myself, as a person who was working a full-time job or a person <laughs> who has a passion and a craft that I'm developing. Right. I don't even have that much time to be on social media. This motherfucker's supposed to be watching over the U.S. Girl. He got all that time <laughs> to be on social media. It's like he, it's like he's playing. It's like he's sitting in the, in the Oval Office playing solitaire right. and tweeting. Like it's like he's just not even paying attention for real for real. What's he going literally on. keeps up with he keeps up with all that stuff and it's just it's crazy. And it's drama. Me. He's such he's such a drama queen. He is. So it doesn't surprise me. Just all the shit that he represents, all the shit that he stands for in a deeper sense and in a what we can see on the surface type of sense. No, it doesn't surprise me that he's been acquitted. It don't surprise me because um he just he represents too much of the shadow of america mm-hmm. and r- right now um i feel like that thought pattern throughout the world is starting to change but it ain't changed that much to where i think that trump is just gonna because it's it's too many people who are still backing him on a higher level not just in um like the American people, but right, the right, people right. in actual government. It's too many idiots, and yes, they are fucking idiots that are backing him. And they and and I ain't gonna stay on this topic too long. Uh, but and it's like the rise of the rise of people who feel like they literally have to stand up to anybody that's not of their race like they feel like they have like all these videos you see of them like the one video where the lady white lady wouldn't uh move past the door because she didn't believe that the black girl lived in her apartment building like it's shit like that all i say is that shit is nothing but you know i'm spiritual and shit that ain't nothing but the spirit of fear and jealousy i really think when it's definitely fear it's jealousy too because when i was younger my grandmother used to always tell me because I got bullied and stuff like that. And she used to always say, that's jealousy. And I never understood it because mm-hmm. I'm like, if they making fun of me and if they whatever and like, they not jealous. Like, why would they be jealous of something that they making fun of? As I've gotten older, I now realize what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I realize what it is. And I think that in order for... 
<laughs> Gotta take that breath, girl. <laughs> in order for in order for racism to even exist, it has to be some type of jealousy there. I because agree. what is it that what is it that you hate so much? Yeah, what is it that white people whenever they went to these different places and they saw black people they saw um um the people in you know south america and in uh what is now america whenever they saw those people that didn't look like them what what was it in them that made them dislike those people so just much? off of based off of their something. looks yeah mm-hmm. they was what raping the mm. women. So mm-hmm. it had to be something that they was wanting, you know? Facts. Like, even like, I ain't trying to get too Girl, deep, go but, ahead, girl. Shoot. Um, I've even, like, discussed the theory of, like, white people need us close to them. That's why slavery happened. Like, they needed something mm-hmm. from us. They wanted something that we had. They mm-hmm. needed, they needed our energy. Like, what is it? Still And still do. And still do. And, um... <clears throat> I get on my high horse, and this is about to go way left, but whatever. I get on my high horse about the whole situation, uh, you know, when it comes to, um, like, uh, uh, the things people like sexually. Like, I have a, a huge problem. Okay, I am a uh I guess you would call a sex positive person so what that means to me is whatever type of sex you like to have whoever you like to have it with or whatever type of kinks or whatever it is that y'all like to do whatever I don't care that's how you go for it oh yeah do your thing I'm a sexual liberate uh sexual yes. liberation uh advocate yeah yes do you like do make sure you have you know you living your best life mm-hmm. sexually or or when it comes down to just being kinky or anything but I have this problem with have you ever heard the term, and I, I go in every time I get to talk about this because I be mad as hell. Mm. Have you ever heard the term queen of spades? Um, No, but I just found out a new meaning for spade today mm-hmm. when I was watching the police academy. Oh, right on time. So there, there are white women who, who call themselves queen of spades. Mm. To the point where they have a tattoo of a queen of spades. Like, if you ever see anybody with a tattoo of a queen of spades, a queen of spades is a white woman who only likes to have sex with black men. Or who not just likes to, but like, they. it's like such a huge fetish Hmm. now (coughs) i'm all for fetishes again do you and you know i I, you know i'm not gonna like every kink and and everybody's not gonna like every kink but this shit right here so tell me what you what tell me the meaning that you found out that spade means today what did you so today my boyfriend put me on to police academy you ain't never seen it. I for you. I forget you way younger than me. And, I mean, I saw it like it used to be on TV a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I only saw clips because you know it's a little bit mature in some way. It is. I haven't seen it in years, my God. But it was funny as fuck. <laughs> um, but what's the big tall high tower? Uh huh. Uh, one of the one of the cadets there. His name was Hightower. He was this tall black mm-hmm. dude. Um, one of the other cadets <sighs> called, I think it was the quiet black girl as Spade or something like that. Something like that. And Hightower got so mad. He uh flips, he went over to the guy that said, you know, Spade and used it in a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. He flipped the car over that the dude was in, and he got kicked out the academy. Mm-hmm. And so I had never heard Spade used like that before. Never heard it used like outside that. of cards, right? Like, oh no, like never. And I was like, damn. But when you think about it, it was a Spade. Oh, okay. 
Like, shit. So it's interesting to hear it like that because that the way that it was used and, I mean, I'm pretty sure the way that it was probably meant to be used is, like, the same as, like, nigger. It was the equivalent of nigger. Yeah. The With same, the hard ER on the end. It the was. The same as nigger. So it's, like, queen of niggers. Facts. And I, um... I'm all about supporting the black male. And, you know, it is some shit that some of them, some of them do, not all of them do, that makes, you know, black women want to be resentful towards them. Because according to the Grownish uh, statistic that I saw today on Grownish. <laughs> you um, getting all it in. I think it's what, 84% or 82%? I don't want to, somewhere in the 80, between 84 and 82% of, um, what was it? Shit. Is it, see, that's what happens when you be. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you inhale too much too. Hi. Right. Um. So this is what I'm going to do. 82 to 84%. 10% of I don't know if it was of black men see this wording is going to be really important because it's either going to be 82 percent of black males don't uh prefer other races over black women or or if it's so this is going to be all right so she looking that up um but yeah so my my um my understanding of spade is the same and so there's people who are walking around here um, who, who swear, who swear to God, if you call them out that they, that that's not the case, like that's not what it means. So I'm like, you really went and you joined, like there's queen of spades clubs. Like these girls all went and got the same tattoo at the same time. Like, so you mean to tell me that nobody knew that? Like nobody like, why, why did you feel like this was okay? And so then when you tell, you know, I've had conversations with, um, black men about it and I again I don't care who you date I don't care who you fucking that is your business I know who I'm doing and who I'm not doing and that's that on that so but when you when you trying to tell them like you know just like I kind of explained it to you like okay there's this whole queen of spades thing some people will just really flip out on you like nah, that ain't what it is no yeah it's what it is bro it is, and is it, like, so is this a thing that, like, people are liking? Like, is this, like. It's a thing. It's a, it's a whole, girl. Is it's it, a, like, a thing, like, that, is it, like, more of a thing for, like, the women or more of a thing for the men, or is it, like, equal? I think it's probably equal. It's weird. Because to me, like, <sighs> uh, it might be more than women. It might be Either more than women. Either way it goes, even if it is on the man side, then they need to check themselves and they need to see what type of what type of self hate they got. And 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 I always say, I always give the benefit of the doubt to, you know, to people sometimes that you know maybe just maybe you didn't know that, but when I'm explaining to you. And I could say, hey, you can, you know, it's out there. Now, it's funny because when I first found out that it, what the spade meant, and I Googled it, which was some years ago, it was hard to trace it back. Like, I had to go kind of pages in because I'm like, I know somebody. So, and then I came across, like, two or three articles. It's, it was almost like just like I was digging. It was like it didn't want to be found. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I found it. I'm like, okay, so it is true. But when I tell people, I'm like, it's there. Like, you can find this out, but that's what it means. So it, don't snap on me or, you know what I'm saying, if don't be upset with me. Is. I'm just trying to, I'm looking out for you. Like, yeah. I mean, if you still feel like you you still need to be involved with it, with this particular white woman who is a queen of spade and right. it proudly wears it, wears it as a tattoo, uh, that's your choice, bro. I'm just letting you know, like, yeah, what it is, because you know I'm all for people doing whatever they want to do. I do not but at the end damn. of the day, like, I I really be on some of that, like that old school, like, uh, that old school 
them teachers that we used to have, mm-hmm. like um, the Maya Angelos and the Malcolm mm-hmm. X's and all those different people, like the people that would just say it because at the end of the day, like I care more about waking folks up. Right. Then sometimes offending. Right. And at the end of the day, like you shouldn't be, I don't know. I feel like that's a part of mental slavery in a way and some self hate there. If you mm-hmm. cool with that and like on the side of the, the Queens of spades, I guess on their side, um, it's just, it's the same shit that they complain about men doing to them. Mm-hmm. You sexualizing and you're yes. objectifying black men. And that's my point. And that's my, when I say you just hit you it, that's my them, point. You reduce them down to an animal, the animal known as nigger, Baby. known as spade. No, you reduce them all the way down to <clears throat> their quote unquote BBC. You, yeah, you reduce them. Like. You reduce them down to that. In the all most, the way down in the most ugh, and it's like, disgusting type, right yeah. <laughs> it's just like it really makes me like, think of mandingo the movie mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's just so again don't really oh we was talking about trump and the racist it's crazy but, how the it's crazy how like all that stuff intersects it does Sex intersects into everything it does it, everything it's life. It literally is. It does. It's just like. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Uh, Damn, I just learned something else new. Shit is crazy. So, it's gonna. It's funny. Like, uh, hopefully you'll it's never. My blog. Like, you, hopefully you'll never, you know. It's like you just run into people like that. It's just like. Did you you really went and got this tattoo and and did so how, like I want to know what the conversation was so it's four y'all say for instance it's four of them and they like oh okay we're gonna go get this queen of space tattoo what what was the conversation there like did every I don't know girl I I talk about it for the oh, next thirty minutes oh my gosh it's just so crazy it's it's crazy that's it's just literally like, like um literally like what is the I don't know what it's called. I guess like the standard like uh, toxic masculine white male is like this figure that white women uh, speak negatively on on the inter- in on the internet. It's like a stereotype mm-hmm. that is it is it like cis white male or something like that. Like S- I don't know. Whatever that is, it's like if. That type of like the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein's is that I don't know, Girl, I don't know that him name. like him and those in the Matt Lauder did he mm, oh Matt him, Lauder yeah. if those people got um like tattoos and shit that say um like um something about you know objectifying the people he the people that yeah, they yeah the, they're victims yeah they're yeah they're, right the that they go it's the same it's thing. the same thing it would be outraged it, it, <sighs> it would be whole hashtags we know this because of the me too thing we know all the right this, but it's black dudes right so. and the, and and the, and they aren't you know the ones that they're engaging with you know, either they don't know or they just don't care. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which is not good either way, right? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely, um, girl, I can tell you this. Um, this is going to be one of my interesting facts that I use in conversations. So good. A lot more people are going to find out about this. I bring it up all this. And, and it, I'm going to be sharing this too, like a lot. Because this is something that needs to be said, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I, you see, I took the look. This is not what we were supposed to be talking about right now, no. but you see, I took the moment to say it because um, it just is what it is, and and I've been criticized for you know by I don't know you know on social media of course, but you know if in having the con in having like the interracial um, dating conversation, so um, my son dates a white girl, she's fine with me. I my my nephew married a white girl Mm -hmm. awesome girl I don't have anything against them at all they let them do what they're gonna do if that's what they're gonna be doing to make themselves happy for myself 
I do not feel like I, I believe in love. I believe that love comes in all different forms. And I believe that we all need some, some, you know, one or more of those forms of love, Mm -hmm. however we can get it right. There's not enough love to me. This is my own opinion. It's my podcast. I'm going to say what the hell I want. (laughs) There's not enough love that can make up for the lack of understanding. Because Mm. I don't feel like there is a white man that could truly understand. Now, listen, there's not... There's black men that can't really understand black men, women, right? Mm-hmm. But it would be, it to me, would just be so far-fetched. Like, this white man could love everything about me, every pound that I gain or I lose, and every facial feature, and, and you know, when I turn gray hair, and he could just adore every single thing about me and my personality and everything. But could he ever really relate to me as I'm going to just say a black person, period, and the things that I go through and the things that I have to face on a daily basis. I think. And not that I would I would need them to have had lived through. Or, or had the same experiences because all black people don't even. Don't have, have the same, same experience. Exactly. But it's just like at what on which on what surface but it's like on that deeper level of but can you really can you really understand like i just don't can you can like can you understand what it's like to be black no no and i don't know if you know, I'm sorry if it's a. I'm not sorry. I'm not. I don't apologize for anything that I say. But I, I knew for me, um, for me and for who I am, I know that, um, no other, no other race could love me like a black man. Can. Absolutely. And um, that's for me. Now I that's know me people too. who are. Inter, in interracial relations and you know I know um I mean I have people that I'm close to and stuff that are biracial and different stuff like that yeah. and I see nothing wrong with it um I only see a problem with it when um people only look outside of their race because they they hate their race basically right right right. but if you in love i mean go and be with what makes you happy you in love do you um but i know that for me just because of who i am the type of person that i am um i just wanted all of me i wanted all of me and my partner right and i again i can't i i'm right there with you on that wave like i don't and I, I keep saying understand, but I feel like there's another word. I feel like there's a, a better word that I would like to use in this instance. But it's just like, can you really feel me on that? And like, really feel right? Me like, of like you've been there, you felt that before, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, I I, I kind of hate when people. I don't hate it, but you know, a lot of people use this example, but it's the only thing that comes to my head. Like, have you ever walked in a store and been followed around? You know what I'm saying? Like. Have you or or have you ever um, have you ever lost someone close to you uh, or 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 someone in your family or something close to you went missing and 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 nobody is looking for them? And, you know, I will say this. um, As I've become more. As I've grown more spiritually and all of that shit, like. I'm not as radical as I used to be when it came to like race and stuff like that. Like I throw like people of color in with like black people too. So it's like maybe 
I think that it's just, have you ever, like, felt the effects of, like, whatever you recognize it as, white supremacy, mm-hmm. um, yeah, colonialism, yeah. any of that? It's, because, you know, um, I'm not trying to get too much off topic, but. Girl, we already off. Go shit. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I've been bumping more YG lately. And YG, he really fuck with, like, Mexicans and shit. Mm. That's one of the reasons why he made the song Fuck Donald Trump. Mm. And, like, he got this one song. I can't think of the name of it, but Alexa was playing it today. Mm. And um, um, he was rapping on there, and the Mexican dude was rapping on there. And they was talking about the same shit and talking about how blacks and Mexicans need to work together. But they was talking about the same struggle. Yeah. And I was like, see, okay, like, that's, like, damn, they really can't relate yeah. on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you can so, see, yeah, you can see, I I can see, like, I and I see two sides to this, too, because. It is. It's two sides. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Everything in life got, you know, the you, two you, you the have the sides. you have uh, well, how do they call it when when some when you're listening to two sides of the story so you have this side, you have this side and then you had a truth mm-hmm. kind of you know where it meets in the middle mm-hmm. and and no matter how truthful each side is there's always a place to some meet in overlap. the middle. Right. So yeah, I, it is. There's it's it, it's relatable but then it's yeah. So, but yeah, so, and then you got like, you know, I don't know if you saw the Hispanic lady that made the scene in the place to the black dude. She's like some type of civil rights person or something. And um, she was like, I hate that I have to represent people like you. And yeah. yeah so then you got you know you got that right (laughs) but then it's like some people you know you got people on both sides being like damn she fucked up but you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's life it's life it is it is it'll never be um it'll never be just like a straight yeah it'll be great all the time it will be i mean but we the thing is it's it's really up to us as individuals and then collectively to work towards just doing the right thing like I don't I guess that's my whole thing about racism in general and I I say this all the time it's like I didn't really feel I I was kind of naive to racism I can not, not completely naive but you know it's one of them things like if it hadn't happened to you and you know in growing up it's just like it probably happened to me, but I didn't really. So at what age did you recognize it? I was 21 or 22, maybe. Like it was, it was like kind of late we were, in life. Okay. I, I mean, like, it, and it was, it was, I knew it existed. I knew other people around me, you know, I knew, uh, you know, I knew these things happen. I grew up in a predominantly black middle class neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, my whole school was black. It's funny. Cause, and you know, my church was black. It's funny. Cause for a long time, I didn't even think white people went to church because I had never seen any white people at my church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I was always around just more, I guess more black people than anything. Mm. And then I got in the workforce and that's where I experienced it at. And it was like so very direct, like went for like a, a, a job, you know, like a promote. I don't know if it was really a promotion just to go to another department. And I had to interview for it. You know, we had to take a test for it, all this stuff, this new position that they were creating. And they hired me and this girl, this, this white girl. I was like, I was, it was weird. That part was weird. Cause it's like, why would you hire two people? And you really just created this one position. But anyway, and throughout the whole tenure of me being in that position, which lasts probably about three months, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I, there was never any work for me to do. Um, I had to take this Excel, this Microsoft Excel test. I passed it. I heard she didn't. Damn. Um, 
but and they gave her all the work and then I like she had like one of the supervisors gave her like an Excel for dummies book. Remember that was when the dummies books were big oh, yeah. so that she can learn all this stuff. And then one day they're, they're like, okay, so can you write down everything that you do all day? But they knew I wasn't doing nothing. And they eventually demoted me back to the other position. Mm-hmm. Literally for literally it. And that's just the, that's just the, you know, shell of the story. It was a whole lot more that happened within there, but it was just like, y'all really, own this and that was the first time and I didn't even want to then I did not want to believe that it was because this girl was white I did not want to believe that I was like no like come on no and it it was crazy it was crazy like I just I've always been I well not always but I was was so naive to it for so long and it still to this day just kind of blows me away that you can feel this type of way. It makes me angry. It, the, today, these days, it makes me very angry. And it makes me, it's like, I don't know. It, just, it makes me angry. It's just like how, how, I don't understand how you can even, <laughs> what makes you think that way? Uh, oh no it's fine okay I, um I think that I really started to see like and realize like racism while I was in uh school in S- college yeah okay so in college yeah in college uh Really starting with Greek life, mm. to be honest. Um, I went to a PWI, and I just saw the differences, and I just saw how certain things were accepted on uh, by the school mm. on different sides. Um, at one point... Uh, some of my people mm-hmm. were described as having thug faces in the yearbook because we were doing some of our, some yeah. of the faces that we do in certain shows, thug faces. In the yearbook? Mm-hmm. That's what they printed? Yes, it was the ones that they passed out. Wow. Wow. Then when I reflected on my time at that school too, it was just like, Damn, shit was so, it was two different experiences, really. Mm-hmm. Like, Homecoming Queen every year was like this thing of, like, the black people would be like, come on, like, this year, we got to this year, this mm. year, this year. And it was like, we felt like we were basically getting suckered on, on certain people. Mm-hmm. And so that and then with my grad school program, um... Let's see. I think I was the only black female in my uh, master's program. Mm. And I was in a town in Jonesboro, Arkansas, that (laughs) (laughs) it was fucking, it was just, it was so racist there in the most subtle ways. In the most subtle ways. Like, these people wanted to, like, not have Nelly perform there. I always heard that when Nelly came to, like, do a concert in that town, like, the churches and stuff was protesting it. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) but it was racist in the most subtle ways. And I know, like, in in my grad classes, like, I felt like I was always so underestimated. And whenever I would say smart things, it was like, wow, Sydney, you said that? Or it would be like I would have to fight. Right. That, like to fight that. And it was just like, I don't know. It was, my eyes were just opened. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's why I always feel like college, um, college was like a culture shock for mm-hmm. me. It was a culture shock. And it's funny now that you say that. Um, I went to a PWI as well. And the 
just the fact that there's a homecoming and then there's a black homecoming and then there's student union and then there's a black student union. Like, I, I guess I kind of get the, the um, you know, the, the black Greeks and the white Greeks. Like, I, I kind of, like, because in theory, that's kind of just like a club, you know. I mean, in theory. But we're talking about, like, the actual collegiate things there that, you know, homecoming. There's a black homecoming <laughs> and a white homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, why are we still here? I mean, I know why we're still here, but hey, how silly is that? I, so I can see, I say that to say, I can see how a college, ex, you know, a college experience could be that first experience of, wow, it's. And that's one of the reasons why, like, I just wish that I had the mindset that I have now when I was in high school because I wanted, like, I should have, my biggest regret, like, probably one of my only regrets because I try not to have regrets. Um, I wish I would have went to HBCU. Aww. I wish I would have went to one. I don't really feel one way or the other. Um, I mean, I'm thankful but, for the experience, yeah. but. Like, but it ain't it can't it's, I mean you it's I it's clear it's that it's though. nothing like that experience. <laughs> I've like been it. saying it's funny since I've been here uh, a little over four years. I'm like, man, I need to roll up in some of these homecomings because like these homecomings go in. Like I was driving for Uber one year and was down doing um I think it might have been uh, Spellman's and it was just like, why am I not down here with y'all? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a, a, yeah. a excellent experience. I mean, different, different yeah. than what we did. So anyway, we didn't talk about everything, but uh, what we were supposed to talk about. So <laughs> I'm just gonna bring up the one thing because there were actually a couple of things that um I wanted to talk to you about. Um, what I'm trying to think of which one I want to go with. Let's go with. The ancestor altar. We'll go there. Okay. So before uh, we were, that's not really what I, I really want to talk to you about the voodoo stuff. Okay. Okay. I'll so answer he, whatever I can. Okay. So so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. 